Hello everyone, welcome back to Blind Sanity. Today is uh, the week of August um, 11, 2022. Hope everybody is all right. Uh, today we are going to go through a few interesting news, then we'll move to our third um, part of our uh, mini-series, month-long mini-series about voice assistant. Today we'll talk about uh, Apple and uh, Siri in particular. Then we'll finish with a um, little bit of mail and comment from our website and then uh, we'll get out of your hair for a very, very hot week, at least uh, on the West Coast, I don't know on your side. But anyway, let's get going. All right, time for uh, the news fix for the week. Um, I'm fairly sure that all of you guys uh, heard about the big news regarding uh, cornea uh, transplants and uh, the relation with pig. Actually, uh, pig skin and protein or collagen coming from pig skin. This is not what you think. They're not going to start uh, putting pig skin on uh, people's uh, cornea, but they found a protein, a collagen-style protein that actually work as well, if not better, than the actual cornea transplant. Uh, that is fairly routine in some country, but far less in a poorer country. Uh, they actually managed to uh, restore the view of people that were completely blind to an eyesight of 2020 using that protein. Uh, apparently, it has a shelf life of two years instead of just a few weeks for um, human uh, cornea when you're going to do a direct transplant. It has uh, a lot less trouble to maintain. For example, uh, if the body rejects the transplant, all you have to do with the pig skin collagen um, derived um, transplant, you'll have to put some eye drop and everything uh, go back to normal. And uh, it looks like it's working really, really, really well. And it's been uh, two years now uh, since they started. And they are now uh, publishing a whole lot of results that have been picked up by a lot of news outlets. So if you are, uh, if you need a retinal, uh, not a retinal, um, a cornea transplant, uh, you may have to look into studies um, related to that pig skin uh, collagen protein. Um, I will send um, shortly a link on our website uh, for all of you guys to read a little bit more in depth uh, what's happening here. The second uh, piece of news actually is a little bit more of a correction compared to what I said and I wrote a little earlier. We were supposed to go to a um, meeting this week with the um, um, foundation, foundation Fighting Blindness. And I was kind of hoping that this would be one of their uh, quarterly meeting where they get a bunch of doctors and researchers and uh, pharmaceutical uh, together into a room uh, with um, uh, all of us, uh, regular people, um, through Zoom meeting. And during those meetings, usually they talk about the latest research um, and the latest advancement in all kinds of disease, RP or glaucoma or things like that. It turns out that the one where we put our um, name on and registered for was not exactly a quarterly one. It was more of a networking um, meeting. So uh, the way it worked is that they put everyone into the same room and they, uh, after that, this uh, divide us 
between us, uh, between, um, I mean, depending on the disease that you have. So all the RP people get together, all the people with uh, um, glaucoma get together, all the people with uh, retinal detachment go together. And it, the whole meeting was only designed to network, which means basically find uh, somebody with similar conditions. Or things like that. So it was not exactly what I thought it was going to be. So I did not uh, spend that much time and energy here. I did get a few questions from you guys. I did ask for um, uh, some question uh, that uh, if I had a chance, I would uh, I would ask the committee uh, of the foundation the foundation fighting madness when they meet. Uh, since it didn't happen the way I thought it was going to happen, I didn't have a chance to use those questions or to ask those questions. So I keep them in mind, and the next uh, quarterly meeting with them. Um, should happen relatively soon in September, I believe, or early October. And if I have a chance, I will use those questions. But keep sending those questions to uh, me, either by Twitter or um, at uh, our email address, uh, blindsanitypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'll gather all of them and then I'll try to ask uh, as many as I can. On the other side, there is an other uh, meeting, an other actually uh, workshop, two days long, uh, around the 25, I believe it's 25 and 26th of October of this year, where um, we are all going to work with the FDA and try to figure out if, um, or, or maybe how to accelerate uh, the uh, approval of a retinal implant. Um, Apparently, it seems to be a problem from the FDA to approve or to fast track those uh, technologies. And it, um, it is apparently what the FDA would like to do is to gather a, a few people and discuss about the pros and cons about accelerating uh, the technology or things like that. It is still a little, um, I would say opaque in what they would want us to do, especially for two days. It's literally two eight hours days. That's a lot of time for a, a topic that seems to be a little, uh, I would say, uh, straightforward. Uh, but uh, as we get closer to uh, October and I get more detailed, I'll let you know what it is. In any case, we registered and we received our email uh, confirming our registration. So we will be there. It will be in October 25th and 26th of this year. That's it for the news. Let's move to the uh, deep dive of the week with uh, Voice Assistant. And today we're going to talk about Apple and series in particular. Let's take a quick break. All right, time for the deep dive of the week where we're going to talk about uh, one more voice assistant. Today we're going to dedicate the whole... um, a section to uh, Apple and its Siri voice assistant. But before going there, a quick uh, return back to um, what we talked last week. We talked about Amazon. And one of the problems that I had and I mentioned there was that um, Amazon voice assistant, which is Alexa, uh, is not very clear and it's never been very clear, no matter what kind of device you buy, from the very cheap 29 to 39 bucks to the very expensive 300 bucks one you're not going to have a very good uh, audio quality for uh, her voice, which sounds a little ridiculous because everything else is pretty clear. So I did look a little bit more into um, uh, Amazon uh, device itself, and uh, I did find a um, a workaround to make the clear a little uh, louder and a little clearer. So let's try first by um, getting you to hear uh, how uh, she works on a regular basis. Let's try with my device here. Alexa, what's the weather outside? 
Currently, in Mountain House it's 90 degrees Fahrenheit with clear skies and sun. You can expect more of the same today. Alexa, with a high of 100 stop. So as you see, it's very muffled. Um, and at least for me, it's, 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 it's not a very clear voice and a very nice voice to hear. But let's try something else. Alexa, change your voice. Okay, you're all set. I'll be the voice you hear when you speak to this device. If you'd like to change how you wake me up, you can also change your wake word. All right, just by uh, using that command, you move from female to male. Uh, the name stays the same, but you can still change your name if you feel more comfortable to call um, a male voice um, assistant something else than Alexa. But um, the tone of the voice and the clarity of the voice is much better than the female version of Alexa. Let's try again uh, the same uh, inquiry that I asked the female voice and this time to the, um, to the male voice. Alexa, what's the weather outside? Right now in Mountain House. It's 90 degrees Fahrenheit with clear skies and sun. Throughout the day, you can expect more of the same, with a high of 101 degrees and a low Alexa, of 64 degrees. So there you go. As you can see, um, this is much clearer, and this could be a good uh, opportunity for you if you are complaining the same way as I did for the uh, Alexa original voice. Um, I keep it with the same name. It's not a big deal. Uh, but if, again, you want to change her name, uh, to something more uh, male sounding. Maybe, uh, maybe that's something that you can do through the Alexa app. That's it for uh, Alexa. Now let's talk about Siri. Um, first of all, uh, for those who don't know, I don't know if there are people like that who still don't know who Siri is, but this is Apple answer to, um, well, Google and Amazon voice assistant. Uh, it came out of a purchase of a startup uh, that Apple bought a long time ago, something like six or seven or eight years ago. Uh, and then uh, they transform that uh, startup to make it as an integral part of the iOS um, uh, system. It is now everywhere uh, among uh, in uh, Apple ecosystem. You can find Siri on your watch. You can find Siri on a MacBook. You can find Siri on a Mac Mini. You can find Siri on uh, an iPad uh, and uh, on any iPhone. It is widespread, but not as widespread as Amazon. Amazon is kind of difficult to find in a phone or in a, uh, an app unless it's coming directly from Amazon. Um, and it's not very widespread. Uh, remember that a few years ago, Amazon tried to sell phone and that didn't work well. What Amazon does well is actually allowing a lot of other manufacturer of um, gadgets uh, to use um, Alexa the way they want uh, and, in, and be an integral part of uh, the system. Uh, with Apple, of course, it's never simple. They keep everything very close to themselves and they do not allow uh, Siri to be part of any other uh, devices uh, except the one that are built by Apple. That actually may change. I did hear that there was a speaker, a non-Apple uh, speaker, um, that actually uh, is going to be uh, the first one with integrated Siri um, uh, voice assistance. So we'll see how it goes, but I haven't seen more than that. It was just a rumor uh, at the time. The problem again with Apple is that, as I said, it keeps Siri's very close, um, close guarded. So it only allows a few things uh, to be done. So 
There are basically three stages of using series uh, when you have an, uh, uh, an Apple device. There is the uh, Siri version that comes out of the box. There is the Siri shortcut version that's a little bit more integrated to some uh, non-Apple uh, apps. And then there is the actual shortcut uh, it's different than the Siri shortcut. It involves um, the actual app shortcut that you have to download in your uh, iPhone or your iPad. We're going to talk about each of those uh, three possibilities, three uh, ways to use Siri and how useful they are in a few seconds. Let's just take a quick break. All right, now let's go back to Siri, which was supposed to be the topic of the week. Um, there'll be four sections about it. We're going to talk first about Siri's origin and what uh, she can do um, basically out of the box. Then we'll go a little bit more about out of the box Siri um, with a little bit of automation. And uh, you'll see a few caveats when we talk about automation out of the box with uh, Apple. And then uh, we'll move to our first section, which, which is about Siri shortcuts or the attempt uh, for Apple to uh, make a third-party app Siri compatible. And then we'll finish things up with the shortcut app, which is an app that you download uh, on your iPad and your iPhone. It doesn't come with um, the iPhone directly, but this is an Apple uh, native app that you have to download and we'll explain what it does and what it can do for you. So let's take a quick break and let's start with the origin of Siri and uh, what Siri can do for you in your everyday life. No real introduction is needed for Siri. Everybody knows her. Uh, if you have any kind of Apple device, you know that uh, she's included into your iPad, your iPhone, your watch, your Mac, your Mac mini, your MacBook, your Mac Pro. Uh, she's also integrated indirectly into your Beats um, headphone which uh, uh, are now uh, part of the uh, uh, Apple company and those um, AirPods. Uh, again, indirectly, um, which means that it, Siri is not directly in those headphones, those headphones, but it uh, it is connected directly to her through your phone. Uh, it looks like it is everywhere these days, a little bit more, a little bit like Alexa, but it wasn't the case uh, something like eight years ago. Um, Siri was actually not an Apple-developed uh, uh, um, voice assistant. Uh, as usual, with, co with large companies like that, they buy startups. And in that case, they bought a small startup a few years ago, and they modified it and started to integrate it uh, first into iPhone, then they moved to iPad, etc., etc., and then most recently, two years ago, uh, into Mac OS, the um, operating system that run your Mac Mini, your MacBook Pro, and etc., etc., uh, what uh, uh, Siri can do uh, out of the box is pretty much what Alexa can do out of the box. She will be able to tell you the weather, to uh, schedule an appointment, to remind you of an appointment. You can make shopping lists. Uh, you can uh, ask Siri to read your text, read your notification. You can answer to a text or you can type an email using Siri. Pretty much uh, everything uh, that can be done within an iPhone, an iPad, or a MacBook can be done using Siri as long as, and that's a big problem, as long as it is um, within a native Apple app. Uh, that is the problem with Siri, that it's very controlled, and it is only limited to uh, Apple 
uh, apps or native app uh, out of the box. Uh, for example, you have to use the Apple Calendar to be able to use Siri uh, and schedule appointment in that calendar. You're not going to be able to use Google uh, Calendar or any other uh, um, calendar such as Outlook or anything like that um, using Siri. Um, if you're looking for the weather, Siri is going to use a particular kind of weather service uh, to tell you what the weather is outside or the weather um, forecast for the week. Uh, everything is pretty much very controlled by Apple, and that is actually what the problem is. Um, if you are looking for anything a little bit more complicated than just using basic app, you are going to start to have some problem. For example, um, if you're looking for automation, such as, I would say, uh, opening the garage door or switching on and off the light or unlocking a deadbolt uh, or, or things like that, um, Unless you're ready to spend money, you're pretty much out of luck. Um, you know that uh, if you use Alexa, you know that on uh, the Amazon website, you're going to probably find thousands and thousands of different uh, devices that are all Amazon connected. Um, and uh, you're going to probably find them at any prices from the cheapest to the very, very expensive. And all kind of quality from the crappiest uh, kind that are going to uh, crap on you. Um, the moment you install it to something that will last you a lifetime. So it's a little bit everywhere and anything with Alexa, and it's very limited for um, Siri. Um, the way you can use automation out of the box um, using Siri is by downloading an app that is, I believe, not automatically downloaded into your iPhone or your iPad, and it's called Home. Uh, that app is a native uh, Apple app, so that's an app that was designed by uh, by Apple, and it allows uh, to connect to uh, devices, physical devices around the house. Like I said, the doorbell, the, um, uh, the, the 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 locking mechanism of your front door, the garage door, the light, etc. The only caveat is that it has to be um, home compatible or Apple Home app compatible. And you know Apple better than me. Uh, they are very expensive by themselves and their licensing fee is also expensive, which means that any, um, I would say, Siri compatible, Home app compatible devices are going to be expensive and they're not going to be as widespread as uh, Alexa activated devices. If you have money uh, and if you really want to stay within the Apple ecosystem, then you will probably find what you want. Um, I know that there's a bunch of lights um, that are available that are Siri um, compatible. Uh, like I said, garage door are also um, easy to find and things like that. But again, you won't have that much choice. You pretty much in some category will just going to get stuck to whatever is available in front of you. And it's not as um, wide uh, spread as uh, Alexa, no matter how you look at it. So this is uh, this automation, uh, this automation uh, system, home, uh, actually is the only way uh, out of the box uh, that uh, Siri can actually uh, connect to any physical device around the, around your house. That doesn't mean that there are not other ways, uh, but out of the box, it is the uh, simplest, uh, simplest and only way you can get that done. Um, a quick example. Uh, if you are buying Siri-activated light, you'll have a code or a microchip, a part of the actual device that will be recognized when you open the home app 
and then that device will be automatically installed inside the home app um, which means that from now on you can actually ask Siri to uh, switch on and off the light so it's straightforward like I said but usually very expensive compared to uh, uh, any Alexa devices or compatible devices uh, and uh, again you'll have a little bit more trouble to find the one you want um, because well licensing fee are being expensive and there's not that many uh, companies that are bothering uh, themselves to uh, to create uh, devices that are Siri compatible like that now let's look at the next uh, level with Siri and it's called Siri shortcut uh, we're gonna take a quick break and then uh, let's start talking about that Siri shortcut is actually the answer to uh, Amazon skills. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, skills are those little tiny uh, program or software that you can download. They're usually very tiny and you can add to your Alexa device and that increase her skills. So if you download the skill to open a garage door uh, of particular brand, you can download the skill and then Alexa will uh, connect with the garage door using... Um, um, well-defined sentence. For example, Alexa opened the garage door um, uh, or opened the Chamberlain uh, garage door or things like that, and the garage door will be open. With uh, Siri, like I said originally, that was not possible. Uh, Siri only interacted with uh, apple own um, app. Um, again, if you want to put an appointment using uh, uh, Google Calendar, you're out of luck. You have to go through uh, Apple Calendar. But Apple Shortcut is actually a way that was given to third-party developers to get Siri to interact a little bit more deeply with their app. The best way to describe how it works is to give you an example using my favorite app. It's called Overcast, O-V-E-R-C-A-S-T. It's a podcast app that I use all the time. And a few years ago, they uh, tried including, they started to include Siri shortcuts. So uh, first, without a shortcut, the only thing that I could do with Overcast is ask Siri to open the app. That's the only thing that uh, Siri would allow me to do. If I ask Siri to listen to a particular um, uh, podcast within that app, that will not happen. But that changed with Siri shortcut. Basically, what a shortcut is, is for um, third party to uh, allow Siri to control their own app. It is something that they have to include into their own uh, software on their own app. Apple will not help them except, um, um, well, except, of course, the, 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 the basic uh, requirement, which is the API. Uh, Apple basically will explain how it works and how to integrate it within their own app. But Apple will actually not have any physical action within a third-party app. It's all uh, um, up to the developers to actually include those shortcuts. And they're pretty limited. You won't be able to do a bunch of things, but there's a few things you can do. For example, if we go back to my Overcast um, app, you can now ask Siri to not only open the app, but also to listen to a particular kind of podcast inside that app. That is something that was not possible before. There's a lot of apps that have um, Siri included now through Siri uh, shortcut. Again, keep in mind that it's very, very limited. Um, and uh, usually it allows you to do something relatively basic, but you may be able to uh, have some automated uh, or some automation app uh, to actually um, react to Siri directly as long as you have a, a Siri shortcut included uh, within that app. 
If you're not, if there's not uh, any inclusion, then if it's not included, then you're out of luck. So that's what it is. Basically, Siri shortcut, shortcut is um, an attempt for Siri to mimic skills and uh, give Siri a chance to interact with non-Apple uh, apps, uh, but in very limited way. Now, the next step is shortcut. Uh, there's a difference between Siri shortcut and shortcut. Siri shortcut is pretty much something that uh, the uh, third... Um, uh, third-party um, uh, developer include into their app, while Shortcut is an actual app from Apple that will allow you to manipulate some apps or some website and um, connect it to Siri through programming of your own or downloaded, uh, downloading through a website. We'll talk about this in a few seconds. Let's take a quick break. Now, um, before talking about Shortcut, the app, let's see where we are at this stage. Uh, let's imagine you have a garage door that is not uh, going to be home app compatible, uh, which means that you, out of the box, won't be able to control uh, the garage door um, uh, using Siri uh, out of the box. Let's imagine that the manufacturer of the garage door uh, has not included Siri Shortcut within their own app, uh, the uh, garage door opener. So what do you do? You'd think you'd be stuck. Well, you might actually be um, lucky uh, enough uh, to find a way around. And this is the whole interest of Shortcut. It allows you as a user or a developer to create a small bit of software that can connect to um, uh, devices around the house in ways that were not uh, originally uh, uh, um, uh, provided by the manufacturer. Um, a quick example. If I use my uh, garage door uh, right now, it is made by Chamberlain and it is something like 10 or 12 year old. Uh, I believe it's 12 year old. And at that time, of course, there was no Siri, there was no Alexa, there was no nothing. But the uh, garage door opener was Wi-Fi connected and there was an app called, there is actually an app called MyQ that allows me uh, to open and close the garage door with my iPhone, just clicking a big button in the middle of the screen when I open the MyQ app. Uh, MyQ does not have a Siri shortcut, which means that I cannot just ask Siri to open the garage door or close the garage door or anything like that. The only thing that Siri will be able to do is to open that app and that pretty much it. It's up to me to open or close or press the actual button. Um, with shortcut app, uh, the uh, uh, Apple... Um, uh, app. It's uh, basically a native app. You can actually find a web link uh, that is related to the website uh, for Chamberlain. And you'll notice that uh, if you go to Chamberlain, you have an access to your garage door through their website. Uh, you have to click a series of buttons. Then you have to provide your username and your password. And then you need to study the uh, HTTP uh, link to figure out how it works. But you'll notice that once you put your password and your username, uh, the those information goes from one page to another. And uh, that's all the information. Uh, those kind of information can help you design your own app uh, within the shortcut app to... Uh, um, command the garage door. So in that case, uh, someone did the work for me. So I downloaded basically that little piece of program within a shortcut. And that little piece of program goes through the Chamberlain uh, website, 
uh, it will ask me for my password and my uh, username. But beside that, it automate it it automate the process of going through the website and press the button for me and then get out of the website and log me out. That's the whole idea of shortcut. If you are interested, um, you can download shortcut on your phone. Like I said, uh, it is an Apple provided uh, app. Uh, but it's a pretty open-ended one, so you can do pretty much uh, everything you want. When you open the app, uh, you'll see you have a choice between downloading a very well-known uh, and very well-established, sometimes even written by Apple themselves, um, uh, routine. Uh, for example, you can uh, change your phone from uh, light mode to night mode uh, using that um, sh- one of the shortcut um, routine. Uh, but you are also allowed to download routines that other users uh, experience and maybe more advanced user develop online. Uh, if you go to Google, for example, and you're looking for Chamberlain MyQ uh, app shortcut Apple, you'll figure out uh, very fast that there's a whole series of um, shortcut routine that you can download. There are a few things to change. Of course, you need to provide your uh, username and your password. And then once everything is changed to your own, uh, with your own credential, you can actually use that routine through uh, the shortcut app. Uh, this is actually pretty neat because it's a way to make uh, to make Siri um, and, and, and your iPhone a little bit like uh, Alexa and its skills, but you can actually write your own skills. Hold on a second. There you go. Alexa is talking to me. Uh, but um, it's pretty much a skill uh, for Alexa, but uh, a little bit more open-ended. You can write your own code and make any uh, automated device uh, around your house uh, Siri compatible uh, without really any need to go through the home app or spend a fortune to get it Apple um, uh, approved um, uh, or anything like that. So this is something you need to keep in mind. Uh, of course, uh, you are low vision or you're blind. You're going to have some problem to program uh, those um, uh, devices and make shortcut do what you want. But uh, there's a few things, like I said, that can help you. You can ask someone to either um, create the routine for uh, from scratch. It's relatively easy. It's a step-by-step uh, process that is very easy to understand. There's a nice tutorial on top of that within the um, the app that helps you understanding how the programming uh, uh, language work. But you can also Google and look for uh, other people's routine that you can download directly uh, through the shortcut app and get this work for you. So uh, in case you were wondering, it's really, really simple and pretty powerful. There's a lot of things that you cannot do, unfortunately, with a Siri, even with Shortcut. But Shortcut is a really nice uh, addition that really deserves to be better used. Uh, the problem, of course, is that it requires you to learn a, a new uh, programming language, even if it's very basic. It's not as simple as, let's say, Alexa um, um, widespread use uh, using any kind of technology, but it's uh, it, it, it's a nice, uh, nice way to use Siri if you really want to uh, keep um, yourself within the Apple uh, ecosystem. So that's pretty much it for Siri. Um, like I said, it's getting pretty close to Alexa in terms of um, uh, automation, in terms of usefulness. Um, in terms of clarity of voice, uh, it actually is pretty much... Um, the best you can get around. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, Alexa is pretty muffled. Siri is really great with um, 
uh, with a voice. Uh, you can also uh, modify and customize uh, Siri's voice uh, and reaction a little bit better than uh, Alexa. Uh, Alexa has a limited um, number of voice, different voices. Uh, Siri has, I believe, 12 or a little bit more than that, 13 or 14. I think Siri has five versions now. Uh, for the English language, but there is literally hundreds of different series with accents. You can have a British accent, you can have a, um, an Australian accent, a Siri, you can have a French Siri, you can have everything you want. Alexa is a little bit more limited. Um, Alexa is a little bit more fun to use than Siri. You can play games with Alexa, which you can't with Siri. And there you go with Alexa talking again. Um, you can't play a uh, game with Siri. Siri is a bit more serious, uh, but more useful, I think, and more uh, precise and clear um, uh, in its use. The main problem uh, with Siri is that if you're part of a beta uh, program, either as a public beta or as a developer beta, uh, it may um, it, you may end up with a few issues. Uh, Siri tend to be extremely dumb, uh, at early stage of betas, for example, the latest iOS 16, beta 1, made Siri not only deaf, but completely dumb. She couldn't understand a single thing, uh, either from me or from somebody who speaks a better English than mine. Uh, and that has some issue because as a person with low um, vision, uh, I, I am relying on um, uh, Siri to... Uh, not only read my text, but also reply to my text and maybe sometime write my email. Uh, and if she cannot understand you uh, the way she used to, you, I ended up in more trouble than anything else. So keep that in mind. Uh, the quality of Siri is going to depend in large part for some obscure reason on what kind of beta you're running. The later beta, I would say the current beta, which is beta 5 for iOS 16, uh, re-established Siri's brain, so she actually uh, worked pretty well, but she was a nightmare to use for beta 1 through 2 and 3. It was almost unusable. So keep that in mind. Except for that, um, Siri is a good system. Uh, it has some drawback as usual. The cost is a main problem here and the limited um, amount of automation uh, possibility using Siri is another. But it's really at this stage uh, on the same level as Alexa, um, that's it. I think we are done with uh, Siri this week. Uh, next week, we're going to move to Google uh, Voice Assistant, and we're going to add some other assistants uh, on top of that to uh, finish this uh, mini-series about voice assistants. Let's take a quick break, and let's move on to mail and comments uh, for this week. All right, it's time for mail and time for comments. Uh, either by uh, email or uh, that we found on our website, www.blindsanity.com. Um, first of all, once again, uh, all my apology. Uh, the webinar that I expected to be a quarterly webinar from the Foundation of um, Fighting Madness turned out to be a networking ne uh, uh, meeting. So the question that you sent me, I was not able to ask um, the Foundation. Uh, keep them going, however, because the next uh, scheduled um, quarterly meeting is scheduled for September or early October, and then I have a chance to ask questions. The more questions we receive, the more likely one of them is going to be picked up. So don't hesitate. Either, uh, you can use Twitter, you can email us, you can use our website or, uh, or things like that. Uh, like I said, the more questions you have, the more likely we'll have uh, some of those questions answered. Um, 
Second thing, uh, we did receive a few uh, requests for information from a few organizations across the country, either non-profit or charitable. If you uh, run one or if you are using one, I would encourage you to give our information, at least our website, uh, blindscienty.com, to those organizations so they can uh, get into contact with us. We're going to make a few change, uh, a few changes in our website and create a resource page where we're going to start putting all those organization um, informations, uh, website, contact name, phone number, etc., email address, and things like that. Um, we um, right now are in contact with a particular company from uh, the middle of the country that uh, actually can help you uh, financing the your braille or your white cane. Uh, this is something that could be actually useful. And on top of that, it having a resource page on our website is going to make things a little easier for you to find. Um, for example, a, a few of the blog articles that I published mentioned some apps uh, to make your life or everyday's life a little easier to handle. Uh, if you do not know what I'm talking about and if you miss that uh, blog article, you may miss it forever. A resource page uh, with a software section or an app section related to those uh, different uh, blog articles might actually help. This is what we're going to work uh, uh, over the next on over the the, the next few uh, few weeks. Talking about our blog, we're still looking for some volunteers. We have no budget, so you're not going to be rich working with us. I am certainly not getting rich working for myself. Um, on the contrary, I spend a, a quite a, a some money uh, keeping that uh, website. Um, up to date, but whatever. If you are interested uh, in uh, uh, becoming a volunteer blogger, if you have a hobby you want to share, if you are a good cook and you want to share some recipe, or uh, if you're interested in fashion and you want to start writing, please don't hesitate. Send us an email um, or forward uh, our website address to someone who could be interested. We are looking for volunteer uh, blogger to get a little bit more uh, action on our blog site. I'm on my own right now and there is that much I can do um, out of every day. Uh, so volunteer bloggers, welcome. Uh, you pretty much uh, will be um, allowed uh, to uh, write about anything you want as long as you have passion for it. You don't need to be an expert. Just enjoy what you do. If you're a good cook or uh, if you like doing model kits or anything like that, or if you are uh, somebody who loves technology and gadgets, uh, or if you're someone that specializes in uh, accessibility, uh, you're more than welcome. Like I said, reach out to us and then we'll get you an account set up so you can start blogging uh, right away. That's it for now. Um, like I said, I keep it simple at 25 minutes each episode. Looks like it's uh, still uh, 25 minutes long this time uh, this week. Uh, as always, if you want to reach out to us, you can use Twitter at BlindSanityPod. If you want to email, you can use our web and our email address, BlindSanityPodcast at gmail.com. You can leave a comment, become a member, post, comment. You can do anything you want on our website, BlindSanity.com. I encourage you to find a BlindSanity.com TikTok account. We have quite a few videos in there, especially for those uh, who would like to learn Braille. Um, it is a little bit uh, more um, useful to the sighted people, but I'm trying to make each of those videos very descriptive so that people with uh, no uh, vision uh, can actually follow the videos. So we are on TikTok. Come visit us and see what we can do. Um, 
That's it for now. Hope you have a good week. Um, remember to drink a lot. It's going to be 108 degrees here Tuesday in California. I don't know where you guys are living, but if it's very hot, be careful. Drink or stay in with air conditioning, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>